Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello? Yes? Hello? Who is this? Well, it's hard to say. Who is this? My name is Oliver. Uh-oh. I'm calling from Germany. And um, I'd like to speak with Chelsea. Um, you sound too scary. I'm hanging up. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, Oliver. I'm really Oliver from Germany. I'd just like to know uh, whether you received a letter from me. I am terrified right now. You know that there's a vibration to every human voice. You hear how mine right now is kind of sassy, kind of light, kind of fun, kind of playful. Yours is like you are straight up in bed with all the curtains drawn and you have like a bunch of weird lab rats for some reason. They're all albinos. <laughs> You're like writing in blood. No, I'm, just, I'm just by myself and um, it's probably because of uh, the uh, the time uh, difference. Oh, what time is it there? It's uh, 1.30, 1.20. What's your normal yeah. bedtime? It's a bedtime. It's sleeping time already, yeah. Oh. But I needed to know whether you uh, got my letter. Where am I? I need water. Get me out of this anecdote. I mean, technically, it's not an okay. anecdote, but uh, I, I didn't receive any letter. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't know how I would have received a letter because I don't have any public address, nor am I available oh, I, for I, letter receipt. I, I sent it to the address. Um, you. Well, can uh, we just talk I, about I, what's in the letter? What What was in it? Oh, it's really hard to uh, <laughs> uh, to sum it up. It's. Um, how how I found you on uh, on some podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and, ah, it's really hard. Uh, I sent it to your manager address. Oh, you, she throws all those in her fireplace. She's a nut. You know, she just loves to make big, uh, roaring fires. Really and she, bad connection. What, 
I sent it to uh, the address of your uh, of your manager. What I'm saying is my manager is a <laughs> truly despicable person. She burns my mail. She doesn't want me to succeed. Oh, this is uh, a typical uh, uh, Hollywood manager or is, yes. is this just especially for you? Oh, everyone in Hollywood does this with all letters. It's a sickness in oh, this town. This is bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Okay. Well, what was in it? Hello? Um, yeah, well, uh, I was so uh, uh, fascinated by your appear uh, of by uh, uh, different appearances on on, on these uh, different podcasts. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I, I and uh, you, how you answered your these personal questions um, the, uh, really um, oh, it's really hard. I should have uh, saved a copy. Um, uh, no, you know what? It's uh, sometimes these things are just you know destined to kind of dead end and. You know, you can't always control mm. it. You yeah, I just, uh, uh, I just uh, was wondering uh, whether you uh, received it or not, and so uh, it's a worst case. You know what? I feel like you could do a one-man show called "Have You Received My Letter?" Because <laughs> you know that English and phrase like a motherfucker. Connection. I really don't get any. Uh, sentence complete from you. Oh man, are you able to hear this? I'm out of here. Call from John. John. How's it going? What's up? The Not topic is your mom. The topic is your mom. What did you say? The topic is your mom. The topic, my specific mother. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. What should I tell you about her? Um, I don't know. What's to know, you know? Well, uh, she was born in Clovis, New Mexico, about <laughs> 50 years ago. How old are you? <laughs> How old? I'm about, I'm about 24. Oh, shit. You're just a young man getting your start in this world. How's life going so far as an adult? I've already blown a small fortune. You did? Yeah. Uh, why? What was the fortune? How much is a small fortune? Ten grand? No, when I was 18, the New York Mets gave me $210,000. Whoa, why? Because they thought I was a good baseball player. Oh, my God. What happened? Yeah, I was like, you know, just buying sushi every night, thinking I'm the man. Yeah. Bought a new car. What kind it'll, of car? Catch up to you. What kind of car did you get? With your I got this a standard F-150, but then I did stupid stuff to it, you know? I do not know what a standard F-150 is. You realize you're talking to a female, right? <laughs> oh, my bad. What is that? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Ford truck. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. I would have like I expected that. you to say, like, I bought a Lambo. Something like that. I wasn't quite Lambo rich, though. I wish. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so you sp you bought this truck. You got a bunch of sush. Yeah. You had sush cranking through your sis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then what happened? You started sucking at baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bless you, bless I, you, boy. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm not gonna lie. 
I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Damn and my it. arm wasn't as healthy as I thought it was. What happened to your arm, honestly? <clears throat> oh, my elbow blew out. But then I fixed it. <clears throat> yeah. And then I came back and I just couldn't stay off the bottle, you know? Really? Are you telling me lies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What do you mean you couldn't stay off the bottle? You were drunk? No, I wouldn't say that much, but when you have to be somewhere at 6 a.m., it's not advantageous to stay out till 2 a.m., you know? That means you ruined your huge career shot with drinking, which equals you have a major drinking problem. I, I wouldn't say major. I was irresponsible and too young to understand the ramifications of my actions. Damn, you sound mad mature right now, though. <laughs> I know. It's amazing what happens when you're a broke dick. Sorry. Can I curse? Are you allowed yeah. to curse? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. See? Dick. Cunt. Cunt. Okay. Dick. I like to keep it Mormon, though, if I can. Oh, okay. Cunt. Now, so you, you know? just basically pissed away your chance. And was this the main, like, what is it? The minor leagues and the major leagues? I was just a minor league nobody. Cunt. And you failed at even that. <laughs> that. Hey, yeah, that's true. No, I still but have that- some opportunities coming up. I'm about to go to Australia to play. Oh, that's cool. That's not, it's not exactly the mecca of baseball, though, you know? You want me to teach you um, some pertinent Australian terms? Good catch, mate. Good, exactly. <laughs> good throw, mate. <laughs> There's that's a, a good koala. Accent. I hope so. There's a koala on the field. Stuff like that should help you. <laughs> I could only assume that's what's going to go on. Yeah, it's going to be crazy out there. You got to be ready to bunt a koala out into the. Um... Have you been there? No. <laughs> okay. Yet I but remain it's gonna be in. Crazy it. though. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, dog. Um. Okay, so you got your arm back together. Do you still drink now? Sorry, do I? St- oh no, no. Right now, I'm actually drinking like a vegetable. I saw that movie, Fat, Nearly Fat, Sick, and Dead. Mm. That's what I've been juicing, you know? Oh, I got to see that. A lot of my friends here in Hollywood juice. It's really irritating. Yeah, since I live in the L.A. area, too, that's it kind of caught on, and now I've just been getting my nutrients on every day. Are you very tan? I got a farmer's tan. Ugh, come on, man. You live in the L.A. area. Hit a poolside, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not like a typical L.A person i live like in the inland empire which isn't you know very nice what's that compton area like rancho cucamonga oh i would almost move there just for the name it's a bitch though when you're writing like on a on the envelope your return address it's a lot of a lot of letters yeah they, they should make some sort of official abreve rancho kook leave it at that rancho, i'll go to the town hall meeting next wednesday and petition for that okay cool i hope that you do that so far you've been my favorite caller I feel that nice. you have a lot of potential. I'm glad you've gotten your life back on track. I think you're going to go to the majors after Australia. I just sense that for you. Um, your attitude is right. And at this point, I do. Have to go. Hello. What? Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Do you have an accent? I'm from Australia. Uh, yeah. Can you say, let's put another shrimp on the Barbie in an American accent? Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, I'll do that. Uh, hey, you want to put another shrimp on the barbecue and then we can go get a coffee? <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, You're my favorite
He really nailed it. He really did. Dreams come true sometimes, you guys. If you just constantly push, push, push forward through all the resistance and all the negativity, you go to this place where suddenly you're on the phone with an Australian who does agree to do an American accent saying something that's stereotypically Australian. And it just, it all comes together. I can't in good conscience, say I have coffee cranking through my cyst because I felt like I took four sips and I was already ODing today. Something's happening. Something's in the air. The end is nigh. But you know what it's like when you're like on that kind of a schedule? Some of you, maybe you work a night shift or you're a creative type and you might relate. You're still kind of asleep. Um, and uh, you're you're not fully up, but someone calls and they have that aggressive energy of like, come on, this is what the world is doing. We're all up. What are you doing? Come on. Reminds me of a new song that I have to premiere today on the PCAST. Come on. When a square is really getting on your back. Come on. Come on. Just saying, fall in line. They're calling you. They've got that peppy aggression in their voice in the morning. They're like, come on, I'm a square. Be a square. Be a square. I'm up. Why aren't you up? So this song goes out to you. I'm not fully awake yet. I'm not fully awake. Call me back or text me Cause I am not fully awake Don't comment on my voice How gravelly it is Because I'm not fully awake And can't retaliate Don't comment on the time of day I work at night So I can sleep in the day Thank you, bye anyone relate would this be anyone's anthem i realize you know it doesn't have the pep and sass of a coffee cranking for example but uh i think it's gonna be a grower not a shower of songs anyhow let me know what you think on uh you know how you guys always tell me all your opinions on things call from uh, chance chelsea uh, oh my god one to send a voicemail press two this is my ex-boyfriend <sighs> chance uh, what's up my girl all right so chance I'm a beautiful dream girl well i'm good for those of you, I mean, why would anyone know this? Chance is the stage name, I guess you could call it, of um, someone that I dated briefly when I lived in New York. Chance, I didn't even, we haven't been in touch, so I'm surprised that you're even calling in. Well, Boo, I, I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm just so proud of you, girl. I just knew that, like, you would just set your mind to something and make it beautiful, you know? It's like you have so much beauty inside of you, and to see it now expressed like this, like, shit, shit, shit. Even, like, without the support of a man around, you just done it. Yo, what's up, kid? I just saw a friend of mine. How are you, Chelsea? <laughs> 
You know, I'm good. I'm just sort of waiting for you to say something you need from me or want. Chelsea, that's not what this call is about. I mean, it's always, even when we were dating very seriously and I could pleasure you sexually at the drop of a hat, it was always about you. And I'm just so proud, and it's great to see a fellow podcaster putting something out there what? that she believes in. You have a podcast? Yeah, it's called Take a Chance on This, and it's like about spoken word. It's like a spoken word call-in show. So, uh, like, I have callers. Call oh, you in have a call-in show now? You, just, you have a call-in show now? Really? Yeah, it's called take a chance on this because my name is Chance and every opportunity and experience basically is an opportunity to take a chance and that's what I think you've done on your call-in podcast as I am doing uh, on the first episode of my call-in podcast that I have been planning for months before hearing yours. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. You're telling me you've been planning a call-in podcast for months prior to mine and then... Chelsea, that's what I'm saying. So then you're going to start it soon. But what on paper, really what's happening is you heard mine and now you're going to start one. But Chelsea, a few corrections on what you just said previously. Like, obviously, like, you know, there's nothing on paper like Jay-Z. I do not write anything down because I've had to memorize my rhymes uh, <laughs> and my thoughts. You guys so are so, all, you and Jay-Z. As far as it being on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> second, if you know anything about me, it's that I'm a perfectionist. So, like, I've been thinking about this and ruminating and culminating all of my ideas. I never so really thought of you as a thinker. Okay, well, that was maybe one reason the relationship didn't work out, is because you belittled me with your thoughts about my intelligence level. If I I remember correctly, you always copy everything I do, and you're always riding my coattails. You disappear on me for months at a time and are unreachable, and then whenever something good starts going for me, you appear out of thin air and try to benefit from it. I mean, it's as in terms of, like, karma, that's what you want to call it. Like, the world comes, and you know that the world acts in mysterious ways, and the power, job will call it, that that's what life is. You know what I mean? So, basically... Did you just say jaw? Yes. I mean, however you want to define higher power for me, jaw, Buddha, Hindu, uh, Jay, you know, whoever it is for you, Jay-Z, obviously, like, that's, you know, the people, beautiful black ebony princesses, Lauren Hill. Mine would be Wendy Williams. Okay, Wendy Williams, absolutely. Like, I think she, she, she posits in the negative, and that's not something I'm more interested in positivity as far as the band Arrested Development goes and other musical heroes like that to mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. Chelsea, it's like, look, if, and if you want to get into, like, our relationship, I would say, like... What is there to get like, into? Honestly, you cheated on me, right? I love you. Chelsea, I love you too much to date you. That's crazy. That's... Is it? <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard a person say to another person. I love you too much to date you, Chelsea. You were too precious to me. I had to let you go or I would crush you. That's that's the biggest cop-out. You just wanted to run around and fuck all these different people. 
I, look, I don't believe in, I believe in, in monogamous uh, emotional love, but physical love, that's not a monogamous <laughs> thing to me. That's like, that's what we have to share is our You bodies, are so stupid. You You're else. stupid. You're a stupid dummy. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah. You're like stupid a stupid... Falling in love with you, Chelsea? Stupid to think I could trust you? Stupid to say uh, almost every sentence you said. It's like a big. Will you just go out with me, Chelsea? Will you just go out with me? Will you at no. least go, go out with me one more time? No. Go to a vegan restaurant. I'm vegan now. Cool. Well, I'm not, and I don't just do whatever you do at, on your timeline. Then my answer is no. I'm not interested. Was there? I, mean, I will wait by the phone, Chelsea. I will wait. I will wait by this phone because also I'm doing my call-in show right now. So if people want to call into my <laughs> my podcast, they can you're call a copycat. That. You're just a dumb copycat. Chelsea, that's that negativity that I both love and also am frustrated by why we could not work <laughs> out. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's negative to just steal someone's idea and act like it's yours. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, Picasso and Matisse, like, oh, stealing. No, two great geniuses living at the same time, learning from one another, building, growing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like Nas, Jay-Z, you know, one, is the, one isn't without the other. I and guess you're, that's But you're not right. my enemy, Chelsea. You're, you're my love. You're my great love of my life. <laughs> I guess it's true what you're saying of, like, how different artists can influence each other. That's what I'm saying. So it's like I come up with a call-in idea. You you jump on it faster because you do it, and you choose that you choose to do that. And you, even though it's not fully formed out, you know, I take more time. I figure it out, and boom, you pop out with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame you for that. You know what I mean? You listen, you, listen, and listen. You do yeah. it beautifully. And you do it elegantly. We should definitely get back together. What's that? We should definitely get back together. I feel like we should date again, Chelsea, maybe in a casual setting, an open thing, but we should date because no. I need you in my life. I love you so much. It's like basically you're the love of my life and um, I want to be with you and I want to send you dick pics on the reg and... You're extremely um, corny to me. You're extremely corny to me. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you put up your wall, and that's cool. You're extremely corny to me. <laughs> All right, well, you know, I don't understand irony. Fucking like, shut I love up! I love you, Chelsea. No, thank you. I love you, Chelsea. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, you press your buttons, Chelsea, but I know which buttons to press. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, Chelsea. Yo, let me tell you. Yo, Chelsea. Come to my New York Rican Poetry Slam out here in no, LA. Thank I'll you. Pick you out no, thank you. Chelsea, you can't stop me. I'm consistent to all of this, okay? All right, Chelsea, I love you. And check out my podcast. Take a chance on this. It's a call in podcast. No, thank you. For poetry. No, thank you. I love you, Chelsea. I love you. <laughs> that was Nick Kroll, you guys. If you want to see if you have a good food taste, I'll give you a test. How it works is I'll say a food and you say good or bad, and then I'll tell you if you're right or not. Okay. Ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Green bell peppers. Good. Wrong. Peanuts. Bad. Correct. Almonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Correct. Quinoa. Good. 
Good. Good. Correct. Swordfish. Not so good. Correct. <laughs> Filet of soul. No, not so good. Incorrect. Mm. Well, let's see if we can get you back in the running with radishes. Oh, radishes, definitely. Definitely what? Yes, 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 yes. You're correct! Oh my god. Now, this one is going to be a little controversial, okay? Just know, you may be being set up for a fall. You may not. Actually, I'm, now I'm giving it away too much. Well, I am I tend to go the wrong direction, so it's going to work out perfectly. All right, fine. Potato chips. Plain potato chips. Definite. 100% excellent. Oh! I just went to the grocery store to buy you some flavored potato chips. <laughs> see if I can change oh, your mind. Awesome. Let's see. Um, let's do another food just for fun here. You work at a restaurant, so you know food well. You have good taste. White chocolate. Uh, white chocolate is terrible. I yes. You are really good. <laughs> oh, oh. What about olives? Olives. Um, olives are good when, yes. like, after you've done nothing but drink drink a lot of water and eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Olives are really salty. So that's like a 50%, but it's going to be a yes. I'd say yes. Olives are really good. Okay, you just, just slid into the base there. And that is correct. And I, I can't believe I used a baseball analogy. I hate baseball. No offense to my, my caller on that episode who played baseball, okay? Let's see here. Uh, did I ask you sun-dried tomatoes? Um, you did not, and that's a no. You are so on fucking fire. You've just triggered oh. off what is now a legendary sound effect. Do you like kale? It's my favorite. You are no, the best person. God, you really are an American hero. You have a wonderful uh, palate. Are you going to become a chef? I am a chef. You I'm are? I'm a home chef, though. Home what? chef. Uh, what does that mean? You just I, cook? I planted a garden, mm -hmm. my first garden, just a couple of weeks ago. Do you like thyme? T-H-Y-M-E. That's I one of my like favorites. That. Thyme. I like fresh thyme in cooking. I like basil. Listen, I feel at this point I'm really starting to overdo it. I'm going to lose about 90% of my yeah. listeners. But thank you so much. You so far have been a delight. It's an honor, Chelsea. I really love and respect you.
Thank you. Like, you're amazing. You're, you're, um, to me, I want to say this. To me, you're, um, you're kind of a new force on the planet. <laughs> and it's awesome. You have a vibe and, and intelligence <laughs> and a level of, of candor and really precise diction. Fucking so shut up! Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's I'm just, just kidding. Awesome. Thank you. That so is really my, nice. My pleasure, Maya. Thank you so much. Listen, I gotta say, and I'm just gonna, and I know I, I normally don't do this, but I want to shoot a couple comps right back at you. Your food taste is exquisite. <laughs> it really is. Like it's just, I think that's a really bonding thing if you have similar food taste with someone. Also, your voice, you sound chill. You know, we got off to a little bit of a rocky start here on this call, but we found our zone in which the two of us as human beings were connecting and vibing. And that's what it's all about. Thank you again for calling. You were great. Thank you. Call from Cameron. Cameron, what makes love work? What makes love work? Yeah. I I have no idea. Have you ever really. been in love? No, I haven't. I have not. Have I ever been in love? Right. No. <laughs> um, no. Have do, you? Uh, yes, I have. But do you think something's like, what's up with you? How old are you? 22. 22. Okay, so you got some time, right? I guess so. I don't know. I, I I don't really see it happening, but... Why? Um, I don't know. I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone. Like, just... I don't know. Why not? Being around someone for a long amount of time. Just so what's your, what's your MO right now? You just kind of, like, hit it and quit it? <laughs> no, not even that, actually. Just you're abstinent. Pure, ab- pure abstinence. Um, Emotional and yeah. physical abstinence across the board. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm open to like whatever, but I just I don't seek anything out. Why is that? Um, low self-esteem, probably. What do you, what's your worst fear about yourself? What do you hate about yourself? Oh, what do I hate about myself? Oh, God, the list goes on. Um, I hear you. I have that same sickness, you know? Just the constant, like, additions <laughs> to the list. Yeah. I mean, I try to, like, I've been trying lately to get myself together, exercising and whatnot, and I'm, but it's like, I don't know, I'm very skinny and awkward and so you know but a lot of people like that yeah but I have skin problems too oh this is so sweet that you're being so open well you know I mean I honestly I had no idea I would even get through so that's kind of cool so I'm like whatever yeah might as well might as well tell your secrets where are you (laughs) located where am I located Phoenix Arizona Oh, I was just there on a layover after vomiting on a flight to Des, oh, Mo- to Des Moines, I've Iowa. I've done that a few times. You have? I, yeah. Did you vomit into the vomit bag? Yeah. No, I, it was really, I mean, I've done it quite a few times. I used to get, um, 
like sick on planes all the time. And um, oh. one time I like didn't have a bag and I was like reaching for it and the lady next to me was like, here you go. And she like patted me on the back while I was throwing up. Oh, that's really nice because I was surrounded by men and they all kind of just looked at the ceiling and at the walls of the plane. Like no one said anything to me. I vomited. There was no vomit bag and I was so disoriented. I was like massively nauseated. So I just pulled the seat back open and puked into it in front of me the pouch on the seat in front of me oh my god yeah and then it was like dripping out of the bottom of the thing onto my stuff and i'm like pulling a dirty tissue out of my purse and wiping my hands and my jean jacket it had there was like puke on my little cute little jean jacket and all these guys around me not one of the people next to me said, Hey, are you all right? Do you need anything? Like they just all pretended it didn't happen. And I like projectile vomited into that seat pocket. Oh, God. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, I haven't had anything that awful, but that's. But you get air sickness? Oh, God. I used to a lot, um, but I don't anymore. What changed? Oh, God. What changed? I don't know. Uh, it was just kind of as I got older and I guess maybe more used to flying. I don't know. But the thing is, I fly all the time. I think I got food poisoning, but it is weird. <clears throat> I had, um, in the last month, I've had two flying experiences now where I was extremely nauseated. One, I think, was from a migraine and one was from food poisoning, but it is making me like more nervous to fly because I'm associating flying with feeling nauseated and feeling like I'm going to pee. Oh. Yeah, no, that used to happen to me, and, like, I I used to just always be in constant fear of it, and then I kind of got over it. But I remember one time, like, I I had uh, salt and vinegar chips and tomato juice on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, my aunt was like, that's, like, the most acidic thing you can eat. Like, of course you're going to throw up. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, tomato juice is actually a smart um, thing to get on a flight because it's filling. Smart. But it yeah. is, the problem is it's very high in sodium. And you're supposed to, when you fly, avoid sodium because the dehydration that happens to you when you well, fly. Yeah. Anyway. So then, I, Smart. then I have salt and vinegar chips and, uh, Smart. and so did, tomatoes too. Did it look like you were puking blood? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I can ever really look at it. It's just kind of like in the bag and shut it down. Yeah, I wish I had had a bag. That would have made all the difference in the world. I do not like vomiting, and I will say I have always been a person who's avoided it at all costs. Um, so to do that in front of people on an airplane, what a what a nightmare. Shout out to U.S. Airways. That stewardess, by the way, was so mean. Speaking of nice people, I ran to the back after I vomited, and I told her I just vomited, and I spit in the sink, and she was like, don't spit in the sink. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I just wasn't. She's like, the toilet is right there. I was like, all right, sorry. And then uh, I go, well, I was trying to get your attention. She goes, why didn't you press the call button? I was like, well, thank you for your compassion. She was like, if you only knew, I'm the most compassionate person. It's like, you know what? I don't think compassionate people have to announce it in that way. You could just tell by their behavior. Call from Retta. Retta? Retta? Get it off speaker. Are you still on? Yes. 
I just checked Instagram and realized it was still in time. You guys, Retta is calling. You love her from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> she deserves and merits one of our favorite new sound effects, the jackpot. <laughs> Uh, could be shortened. I'll be honest. It could be shortened just a titch. That's hell of a jackpot. Retta, are you in a Hollywood trailer right now? I am. What do you do to entertain yourself? Easy listening. Huh? What do you do to entertain yourself when you're in your trailer between shooting? Um, I am listening to, I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, the speakers are on the other side of the trailer. Baby, <laughs> do not tell me one more thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I do. I you listen sing? to some listening. That's nice. It sounds like, do you have, like, candles in there? I never went in your trailer when I worked at Parks, so I don't know what you have going oh, on. Um, I got nothing fancy. I got a, a pin board that I haven't put up. Okay. And uh, I'm scared because I was trying to lose weight and I said, fuck it. <laughs> and, um, did you hurl it out the door? Did I what? Did you hurl it out the door? No, it wasn't cheap, so. <laughs> Hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Okay, so are you recording right now? Yes, this is all part of the show, potentially, you know? Um,. <laughs> The topic, have you ever been attacked by a bear? I have not. I mean, unless you mean a large gay man, in which case, no, I still haven't. Have you had a sexual experience with a gay man? No, I have not. <laughs> well, I may have. You never know. What does that mean? I have been at the time. Oh, right, right. That's always an option. Do you think a lot of guys that are gay that you've hooked up with? No. <laughs> I tend to I think a I lot usually, of people I usually are. get the dirty whores. Oh, you know, yeah. You have a line. kind of a freak side to you, right? <laughs> not, not so much a freak side, <laughs> but I'm willing to entertain. Well, how do you meet people? Is it hard when you're in the public eye? Well, now, yeah, I feel like I can't meet anyone. Right. Like, you wouldn't go on a dating site or something. No, but I'm, I've always been freaked out by those anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I know plenty of people who have found their soulmate, supposedly. Really? Until they end up skinned. But, you know, plenty of people who have found their soulmate so far. Are these but, L.A. people in L.A.? Huh, 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 huh. People in L.A. found their soulmates? Huh? Um, I don't know that any of my friends in L.A. Huh? No, I think it's outside of L.A. Don't you think it's hard here? I do. I think it's impossible. Everyone's I mean, like, it's obviously not impossible. People get married, but right. I'm gonna marry a coyote. <laughs> a coyote? Yeah, that's the only thing that <laughs> <laughs> seems really consistent and plentiful out here. And oh, exactly. I, and I would admire yeah. their, you know, scrappiness and majesty. <laughs> you know, you get to live in the hills. Yeah, live in the hills. <laughs> Certain kind of joie de vivre. 
Girl, what are you saying? In the hills with my man? <laughs> with my man in his, in his den. Do coyotes have dens? I don't know. I don't know. Are you excited that Dwight Howard is now on the Lakers? I didn't realize he was, but I'm not really a Lakers fan. What, are you a fan of any sports or no? Not really. I cheer for the teams that my dad likes, and I'm a uh, Duke basketball fan. Yeah. But he doesn't like the Lakers. He doesn't live here. He's from Jersey, so he's a Giants fan. Okay. All right. All right. Um, right. You guys, me and Retta had a wonderful scene that we were able to do together. (laughs) We didn't get to shoot it together, but it was edited together in which I gave her a makeup tutorial on Parks. It did hit the cutting room floor, but I have to say we had incredible chemistry (laughs) and that most likely it will be turned into a movie. I'm sure. It, I think it's still, uh, you can still see it online at some point. That's right. That's right. It is somewhere online. <laughs> you know, I feel bad because my so pod- crazy because that was my whole storyline was staying in the, um, in the uh, parks office while they went to the skating rink. I know. I know. It's so hard that it's so hard when there's so many great talents in one television show to fit everyone in. So they were shooting a party. And so I drank so much of this uh, fake champagne. Oh. I'm about to fucking jump off a building. Is it Martinelli's? Uh, uh, um, well, no, it's like a peach, fizzy peach drink. Oh. So I'm not sure. Which, it's good, but after a full day of it. Ugh. Yeah, that's a lot. Ugh. There's so many trials and tribulations. Do you think acting is the hardest profession out there in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it could be a struggle. <laughs> Every once in a while, you got to wear Spanx for 24 hours. <laughs> it is crazy when, like, we like you'll be talking to your friends or work in entertainment, and you're, like, complaining about this or that, and then you really look at your life, and you're like, oh, I will. <laughs> like, it's just crazy how, um, I mean, we're truly blessed. Would you say we're blessed? No kidding. No doubt. I mean, to even get to work is a big freaking deal. I know. Do you like Channing Tatum before we get out of here? I do. A great deal. I enjoy him. Did you watch? I just made I just made a reference to Magic Mike in my last scene. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that it makes me improv, so happy. It was improv line. It was? Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. makes me so happy. I'm I was, like, uh, I said, uh, I said, uh, um, this guy is dancing, and I was like, ugh, magic psych. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why do you ask? That is hilarious. Because he's right here. Oh my God! Channing Tatum's with you? No, I'm not. No, I was saying, why do you ask? I thought you were going to say he's right here. I got so excited that you're going to put him on the phone. Um, (laughs) No, I just, you know, I think he really had a layered performance in Magic Mike. I thought he really knocked it out of the park, and I really enjoyed (laughs) that song "Pony" by Genuine, which was on my very first reel. That was the soundtrack that I chose for my reel. A true consummate professional. Stop it. No, it really was. (laughs) 
It was like boom, 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 boom. And then it's just like me acting in a webisode. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I mean, when that scene happened, and I'm like, oh my god, it's not, it's the meeting of everything I love in life. Channing Tatum, genuine. I mean, it was all coming together. I couldn't believe it. I was it with was the, pretty amazing. When I went to that movie, I was with a girl who was not that into it, and I kept like punching her in the arm every scene, and like, yay! I'm like, how is this a movie? How is this life? You know, and she was just like texting and so bored. <laughs> I went with two gay boys, and we were all oh, about it. That's the dream. I should have done that. I've got to go back set. Okay, we'll have a wonderful time on set. We have a real life LA actress on the line has to dash off to set everyone. Thank you Retta for calling. We love you. Thanks for taking my call. We love you here at the show. Oh, thanks show. <laughs> Green bell peppers. Green bell peppers. Ah. Uh, you know what? I'm more of a... I like... What are the small peppers called? You know, like the tiny ones that you get at like an olive garden and a salad? Oh, you're those, talking about... Those peppers are You're great. talking about like pepperoncini. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what they're called. Green bell peppers, I'm not the biggest fan of. That's correct. I, that's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I don't love that you've dragged the olive garden into this. I'll be honest with you. Well, that, that's, the, well that's the only way that I really know how to describe those peppers because that's... Yeah, I'm sorry. I love Olive Garden. I'm broke. Oh, really? I've been there once only. But listen, hey, if you're broke, you got to do what you got to do. Endless possible. It's one of those things where my my mother always wanted to go to Olive Garden as a kid, and I kind of felt my mother had fancy taste. So as a kid growing up, when you think like Olive Garden is top shit, and then you kind of realize one day that your mom is just a broke bitch. And oh my god! Like Olive Garden. Oh my (laughs) god! First, you just took me through a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, first when you started saying (laughs) that was a fancy place, like I was like, oh man, like I'm really being elitist. I started tearing up. I felt bad. Then you called your mom a bitch. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just took off on That's me. what you do yeah. to a female when you start calling your mom a bitch around her. Let me, well, let me tell you a reason why. Can I, this is a short 30-second story I can just tell you. When I was about 13 hey, years wait, old, Hey, wait, before mother, you do, before you do, I got a 30-second story to tell you. Okay. It's the story of a girl's spirit leaving when you <laughs> describe your mother no, as I'm a so bitch. Sorry. Okay, let's hear your story, really. Let's hear it. All right. I was about maybe 14 years old. It, it was about 8 o'clock at night, dark outside. My mother my mother said, Zach, you have to mow the lawn right now. Okay. Mom, but it's dark out. What if I run over some rocks and fuck up the lawnmower? No, Zach, you have to do it now. That's a I good excuse. That's a good excuse, by the way. As far as, like, kids, yeah, we always have to think of excuses for chores. Exactly. And then it happened. I actually ran over a rock, broke the lawnmower. Oh, my <laughs> like God. Like I said, it probably would happen. I walk inside. She throws a concrete coaster at my face. Oh, my God. like 15 feet away. A concrete Indian Native American hippie dream catcher design coaster. The irony. In the face. <laughs> it bruised my face for five days, and I had to go to school and pretend that my mother didn't abuse me. What did you tell people happened? I told them that I called my dad. I think I told them that, like, my dad, like, hit me or something because I 
said something because I didn't want to sound like a bitch getting like a poster thrown out to my mother. <laughs> you know what I'm oh saying? my god! Do you know that my show is becoming a safe haven for people to share their stories of physical violence and abuse <laughs> in their upbringing? Yeah. That's crazy yeah, that she least, threw... You know, it's not so bad, though. I was never molested as a child. Like, That's so great. Kids, that so. is great. That's great. That's good stuff. Don't Man. What the hell was that? It's so loud on, over this phone. Was that like a crowd cheering? Yeah, that's a crowd cheering that you weren't molested. Okay. We're so happy about that yeah. here at the show. Let's give it up for that. Let's yes. give it up for not being molested. Yes, that was a huge <laughs> point um, that we're happy about. But um, listen... Okay. Why was yeah. your mom kind of a hippie? Like, why did she have that dream? dream? Was she you? is actually yeah. My mother was a stoner too, and I didn't find that out until I was about eighteen. She hid that from me, so she believed that dream catchers, you know, kept out uh, bad, like evil spirits and like hippie nonsense. But didn't uh, she not feel that she herself may have been an evil spirit when she threw something yeah. concrete at your head? That's the thing. That's the thing I try to tell her all the time. Like I'm a pretty peaceful kid, man. Like my mother was crazy. She would she would do so many crazy things. She one time, I came home from my father's house after they recently got divorced. She mm. told me and my three year old sister that she took a whole bottle of pills and she was going to overdose and die. Oh, and she man. was just kidding. She was just kidding. Right. And like this is some shit. You know, this is some shit. This yeah, is why she's... people like people smoke pot. Yeah, you know, she was putting you through her emotional trauma, you know. But you know what? This is yeah, all yeah. serious stuff. And honest to God, like, it's a bummer. you sorry. called you called me a bitch in this call, and then you called your mom a bitch. I think your real I'm psychology sorry. is coming up. No, I don't care. I'm no, a strong, the, the tough the person. Is, the truth is, Chelsea, I'm the sweetest man to, to women. Like, I treat women very well, very respectfully. <laughs> and I, when I called you a bitch, I think it was just, um, like, some inner, like, nervous rage that I was having because I was so shocked that I was talking to you. So but do, like, you know oh, that, do you know that the sweetest, the sweetest people don't have inner nervous rage? <laughs> inner nervous rage. That's Maybe not that a term that either. applies to the sweetest people. The sweetest people are like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'll just say hi. I'm so scared. Yeah. Hi, Chelsea. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. You know what? But see, Which you're. Is true. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. I and I understand I you come from a, a difficult family, so your your whole system is set up to be defensive and protective. And so I don't hold it against you. I totally get it. But I do, in sin- all total sincerity, that sounds kind of fucked up. What happened to you in your family? And maybe you should get yeah. therapy. Would you ever do it? Well, um. Well. I had I was in therapy when I was like 16 in high school, but I haven't been there since. I'm not opposed to it. You're like I'm my therapist was a bitch. <laughs> therapy for a little pussy. My therapist was a yeah. bitch, and uh, so I had to quit. He was. <laughs> he was creepy and weird, and he had like a lazy eye. Mm. So like I would be I'll be with my therapist, and I would have like my dad there with me. I couldn't tell if he was looking at me or my dad half the time. So he'd be like talking about shit. Like, have you ever gotten beaten? And I'm like, you talking to my dad? You talking to me? Yeah, you're so a real, I, I real jokester in therapy, right? They love that. I, I was a jokester. They I love, love that. that. What do you do now? I'm like a comedian. Oh, well, I play I play drums. I play for several bands, like like uh, bands that have like members, you know. Anything like I would know? Drug problems? Anything I would know, like Katy Perry? Oh, yeah, yeah. I played drums for her and Justin Bieber back up drums for about three months uh, last year. That would be crazy, honestly. You joke about yeah, it. Yeah, that, that really would be. You'd that be fucking be nuts, amped. That's cool. I always wished I could drum, but I don't think I have the ability to do multiple things at once. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not too hard, really. I mean, to me, it came kind of fast, but some people just have that music in them, you know what I'm saying? Because you have all that nervous rage that powers you. I got that nervous rage. I got these evil thoughts running through my brain. You should start a band called Nervous Rage. Nervous Rage. And you know, all, I don't think that name is taken. And now. put out an I album know. where every song title has a word bitch in it. Or everything <laughs> is just how, how a woman can ruin your life. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Have you had a woman ruin wow. your life romantically? Oh my God. I've been going through this thing, actually, now that you mention it, with my ex-girlfriend for the last year. I think we broke up like a year ago. Mm-hmm. But it's one of these things where... Like, I like her, or love her, or whatever, and she loves me, but mm-hmm. she's with somebody else, but she texts me, like, all the time, like, oh, I miss you, and all this shit, but I'm like, yo, you're with another man. Stop well, why is she? Why is she? You know? And P.S., again, your mom was unavailable emotionally, and now look, <laughs> look what you're in. I know. I'm, you, I'm a heartbroken mess, Chelsea. I know. I know it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I'm you just, have to break the look. cycle. <sighs> Well, this call is about 45 hours long. This is a long call. I listened to your last podcast. I don't think anyone was on the phone with you this long. Uh, You know, you've been been an interesting character. You're troubled, yet at core a sweetheart. (laughs) you got to work through your problems and become the man. That's the number one thing. What? Positive energy. you got to stay positive. You can get through anything. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what it's all about. Yes. You don't seem too enthused about that. No, you're a I negative do. person, Chelsea, a negative thinker. I'm both. I'm a hybrid. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people like that. Most people wouldn't even admit that. Most people would lie. And that's why I like you, Chelsea. You're Thank a, you. You're a, you're a, I can't think of the word, but you're a good spirit. Thanks. You've really turned around. <laughs> You've really come around in this call. I've really seen the whole <laughs> spectrum of your capabilities. And I got to say, yeah, yeah. go to the good side. You could be a really good guy. I think you can do it. So thanks for calling. Oh, yeah. Can I sing you a song before I go? Can I just sing you a little song I'm going to make up for you? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to make this up on the spot. Chelsea Poveri, you are the baddest bitch in comedy. <laughs> I love you so much, and you make me laugh. Oh, that was for you. my God, that's amazing. <laughs> you really are an interesting person. I have to say, I love I, that you were able to shoehorn the word bitch into the sweetest song I've ever heard. All right, we got to yeah, go. Bitch. Thank you very All much. Right. Bitch. Bye. Ding, 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 ding. Looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. Call from bitch, bitch. Mark. Marcus. Yeah. How are you? This is Chelsea Pretty. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. And then I know I sound sarcastic, but this is how I sound when I'm trying to sound grateful. I really do appreciate yeah. your participation. Yeah. Is it because? Well, hi. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, I didn't wait for you to finish making my nachos. I just went for it. What are you talking about? Oh, I, I started making nachos when I called you. I was going to ask you to help me figure it out, but I just finished it. <laughs> now, see, my instinct is I want to be like, how would I know that? But I'm trying to be really nice this episode, so I'll just say, like, on a positive level, I love nachos. What's your technique? I was going to say, so far, you've been so much nicer this episode. Just this talk. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really trying, you know, to just listen to people's feedback, the constant criticism. Um, 
and really try to give people more of a shot. Are you focus grouping? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm focus grouping, but I will say like Twitter is basically one long focus group on a bad day. Uh, yeah, I know. Have you ever been attacked by a bear? Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I was like seven. It was my grandparents on a road trip. That's a true story. And, uh, it just, it actually fell asleep in front of the car. We had to wait for it to wake up and leave. You're kidding me. Is that no, a joke? No, I'm not kidding you. That was my first experience with a bear. It was like a baby black bear, four in the morning. Oh, my God. It must have been so cute. Where was its mom? That's the thing. Is like I've always thought bears are cute since then. I've never even really been afraid of them. Yeah. Well, why didn't you guys reverse? Oh, there was like... There was, there was like a line of cars. Like we were like the first car to hit it, like get up to it. It was sleeping in the middle of the street? <laughs> yeah, it was just laying there. It was really early in the morning. Is this a lie? Why would I lie about that? You asked me about my bear attack. I have one bear story ever. I told you. I told you. So a bear just crawled into the middle of the street I told you. and yeah, lay it was down. like a mountain town. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I regret telling you this story. Why? Because I, w- I always wish I had like a bear text. Like I always wish I had the cool story when, when like the clutch story in the moment. No, I think that's a pretty good story. I'm just continue to be feeling like we're walking the line where I can't tell if you're yanking my chain. I'm very not gullible. at all. Not at all. Black bear. It was near Fraser Park, California. Kelsey Grimmer has a park. <laughs> <laughs> You can hang up on me. I don't understand. Call from Audrey. Audrey, how are you? Oh my gosh. Mm, where are you calling from now? Missouri. Missouri. Mm-hmm. What do you do in Missouri? Um. Well, you know, I'm 14, so you know, just go to school. Oh, tight. Tight. The topic today is crying hard. When is the last time you cried very hard? Um, uh, maybe last night. Why? Because, because, um, you know, I was at school, you know, high school, freshman. Are you experiencing bullying? It's a real hot topic. Yeah, um, bullying isn't good. What do they say to you? Well, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, this is really boring, but, uh, you know, I was in nutrition and wellness, and, you know, they just had a guy come up to me and ask me to, you know, homecoming is just it's kind of embarrassing because there's a popular hose, and, you know, it happens. Wait, he asked, you to ho- he asked you to homecoming as a joke? Yeah. Oh, that is not fucking okay. Listen, this guy, he asked you to prom as a joke? Homecoming. Homecoming. And did you say yes? Well, no, I knew it was a joke because, yeah, but yeah, I didn't, I was there like, well, I had said no, and he was like, but I'm being serious, can I get your digits? And I was like, no. And so he went over back to the table with all the little popular hoes, 
And um, he, like, pretended to cry and stuff, and then she would, like, get really loud and obnoxious and be all, why did she say no? Oh, my God. That is really makes me so glad to be an adult. And I have to tell you, like, this man's future, I can almost guarantee you, is going to be very dark. So while he reigns supreme over your little school environment, I really wonder what his future holds. And I'm going to tell you, it's probably a boring job and either a dysfunctional marriage or a life alone. It's uncool what he did to you. I'm I'm angry on on your behalf. It's triggering off my lioness, you know, protective, nurturing instincts. Do you have a group of friends at school that you love? That's what really makes the difference, right? Yeah, I do. Luckily, I'm not one of those, lo- or you know, people who don't have anyone to lean on. So, yeah. What makes the popular girls popular? Do you think? DJs. <laughs> You've never blown someone. No. <laughs> 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 My whole operation is going to be shut down just for asking me that. <laughs> but listen, that's great. You know, abstinence is wonderful. And just hit the books, stay focused. Don't let these dum-dums throw you off your path to greatness. Because usually my experience is that the people who are popular in the younger grades usually wind up going nowhere in life. And so it's the weirdos, the freaks, the outcasts that wind up really doing things that are interesting with their lives in a long-term way or shooting up the school. So I hope that you'll develop in the other way. I want to say the latter or the former, but I always forget which is which. Just don't shoot up your school. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I can you. Call from... Ethan. Nathan? Hello? Nathan? This isn't Nathan. Who is it? Steven. Steven? 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 <laughs> what a mix-up. It's this kind of wild hijinks that pe- people keep coming back for, you know? It's just, it's a laugh a second, goof-em-ups, mix-em-ups, things like that. But uh, Stephen, what's your story? You know, today we're talking about crying hard. When is the last time you really cried? You really went through some emotions. Um, when I saw I saw that Batman movie, maybe. Really? <laughs> and you see at the end, and you see at the end of the movie when uh, it was like Batman. He he made it. He didn't he didn't die in the explosion. Oh my god. He's with, he's with the Catwoman. Oh my god, you sound like a little boy right now. That's very cute. So you were excited for Batman. Yes. Because I always think about yeah. with my nephews, for example, they're just these little bundles of emotions. You know, they're sweet, they feel stuff really intensely. And I'm like, at what point do they turn into men where they have to guard and hide their emotions so much more and try to prove to the world that they're tough? But you well, know, see, this this is an anonymous call, right? So that's why it's kind of like, well, I'll, I'll tell you that I cried during Batman. Yeah. But if while we were talking face to face, 
then no, I'll be fucking tough as nails. <laughs> and I, w- <laughs> and I, would have, and I wouldn't have said I've cried ever. I, I've never cried. That's the beauty of this whole setup. People are sharing so many things with me, and it's, I love it. What else do you cry to since you're being open? I mean, is there any uh, other instances that we, we might get into? Uh, Wally. Have you seen Wally? Yes. I, yeah, I, I totally. Every time uh, after that first time uh, the two robots hold hands, <laughs> every other scene that they were in, I, I, I cried. I totally cried. You know what? I don't remember really crying to that movie. I know a lot of people did, but I have cried to crazy movies such as Short Circuit 2. <laughs> as, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. As well as Glitter. The Mariah Carey vehicle. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in that movie. So you I know, think, I think Mariah Carey cried a lot after that movie too. <laughs> I get you. You're well, zinging Mariah a little bit. I'm sure she's no stranger. She also, I think she also cried when Nicki Minaj bitch slapped her uh, behind the scenes on American Idol. I did not see that. Are you following this whole war they have going? <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, I'm a fan of Nicki, but. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't follow uh, celebrity feuds. Thank you for opening up. But it is five thousand degrees here in the studio, so I am going to go put ice cubes all over my face in the bathtub. Okay, I'm going to yeah, fill a nice bathtub latte. with ice and then go ahead and get in there until I'm gone. But thank you so much for calling. No problem. Call from David Fapp. Text. David. 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 What's up? Hey, how's it going tonight? Uh, it's going great, David. The topic is soup. Why is it so boring as a food? Do you like it? Why do some people like it, whereas I personally hate soup? Uh, soup is a disgusting swill. Uh, basically, it's like taking stomach contents and putting them in a bowl. It's... Uh, it's really the food of peasants, really. You know, what more watered-down drool could you serve people and get away with it, you know? You're my favorite caller. Listen, you fucking get it, man. Soup sucks. It's disgusting. It's like the What's same... What's your preference? Tomato or cream-based? I don't like soup. I don't understand how that's no. your follow-up question. <laughs> you just ranted against <laughs> soup and then asked me which is my favorite. I'm so thrown right now. Well, if you had to eat soup, which one would it be? Okay, that's it. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. If I had to eat soup, there's one that I like that like, um, like a, um, it's hard to describe without sounding really pretentious. What was your early childhood experience where you didn't like to eat soup? What is that sound in the background? Do you have a human slave? Uh, no, I have a donkey, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm from Canada. I live in the prairies. I actually have a pet donkey. <laughs> Oh, my God. You have a donkey? Yeah, he's miniature, but he's still about 400 pounds. Oh, my and, uh, God. What are we talking about soup for? Soup. Hit the road. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do with your donkey? I just look at him. He protects. I have four pygmy goats, and he protects them from coyotes. We've got real <laughs> bad coyotes here in Canada. So 
Every farmer's got uh, donkeys to protect their cows. That is crazy. I have so many questions. First of all, Los Angeles, we are plagued by coyotes as well. They're everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all over. Well, that's because you have a... Sorry. You have a donkey shortage, probably. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, we should start flying in a bunch of donkeys. (laughs) I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but that's the first thought I have as a traveler. Yeah. But they're very emotional. They're just like a dog, but, uh, you know, a lot bigger and uh, stinkier. But uh, anything you do with a dog, you can do with a donkey. Did you ever hurt a donkey's feelings? Uh, I did, yes. Uh, one cardinal sin is if you ever turn your back to a donkey, they take that extremely harshly. That That's how sensitive they are. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and they'll like, mine actually pouts for about, probably about half a day. If I make the mistake of turning my back <gasps> on them, He'll literally get this look on his face, and he'll just walk away, and he won't talk to me. So, oh, my God. It, it's just like having an extra girlfriend, really, you know? And, uh, Uh-oh. Now that, we're getting that, into dicey yeah. territory, Canada. That's right, yeah. But, uh, now, how does he defend... <laughs> how does a donkey defend your... What did you say? He defends the cows? Uh, most farmers here have cows and they use the donkeys to protect them, but I got pygmy goats. So, uh, what right. they do, uh, is they just use their front paws, front hoofs like sledgehammers and they'll bash it down or they'll pick it up with their teeth and body slam it. And it sounds bizarre, but donkeys are actually extremely high performance animals. Uh, oh I would say God. their uh, mouth speed is like a, like a tiger or a lion or something like that. They're very ferocious. Oh my God. First of all, this is the yeah. most amazing call I've ever had in my life. And that's including <laughs> personal calls. Um, sure. I, I go on night walks all the time in Los Angeles, of course, with Ooh. several teams of bodyguards. But what is okay. amazing is we will see coyotes all the time. And one time they were skulking along after me and my friend Natasha Legero, comedian. And we were so scared okay. that we had to call for a car to get us. Ooh. But anyway, yeah, what I'm you know thinking... What? Uh, they were uh, they were tailing you guys. They were going to attack. If one of you would have tripped or bent a, over to tie a shoelace, they would have got you for sure. Oh my God, that's so scary. Honestly, you were probably within 20 seconds, or just if you would have dropped your phone or something and reached, they would have oh saw that momentary weakness God. and just lunged. That's American comedy would have never been the same. That's so yeah, scary you know. for America. That is so scary. So you know, like, uh, yeah, so you got to be careful on those night walks. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm seriously thinking about buying a donkey now, and I bring it with me walking around Los Angeles. Yeah, you could. And uh, you know what? They're very mild-mannered. They could, uh, you could put saddlebags. You could put all your computer stuff. Uh, you could even put a karaoke machine. You know, they're, they're, they're quite, uh, quite sturdy beasts. That is really and, a good uh, idea. <laughs> You're really going to change they, my life in the sense that no one's going to ever want to hang out with me. I'm like, you don't want to no, do donkey it, karaoke on a night walk? Come on. Yeah, and you can even have a car battery on the other side of them, and it could be powered. As you walk, you can sing. So it's it's a win-win, you know. And uh, and any geeky guys or losers, they won't come up to you, but you only get the sensitive, rugged outdoorsman kind of guys. Would a donkey and, uh, protect you against a donkey? human man? For you, it's going to be a guy magnet, guaranteed. No, my guaranteed. question is this: Could a donkey, yeah. if some if some man on foot came to attack you, would your donkey yeah. protect you against that other human being? 
He probably would. He's just like a dog, you know. He could sense friend from foe. So if somebody come up to you kind of aggressive or snippy or just had, you know, bad posture, he would just probably lunge, grab him by the middle of the shirt, the solar plexus, lift him up, and then body slam him right down. And it'll just <laughs> that, be like that. That would be you, so you, funny. He would probably look at you, and you could decide if he would stomp him or you just let him go, kind of like the ear and a with the thumb. So you'd have that option, you know, but he'd, he'd drop that guy for you for sure. That'd be crazy if it for turned sure. out like you were just completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, don- like donkeys can't do any of this. You're just like so bonkers. And I'm like, thank you for this factual information, sir. Um, no, this has been fascinating. Thank you. You've really knocked it out of the park on this call. I wish the best Good to stuff. you and your donkey and all of your pygmy goats. Goodbye. Oh, thank you. Maybe I'll tweet you a picture later on. Who I knows? would love that. Please do. Goodbye. I'll ask him first. I want his permission, but uh, if he agrees, I'll tweet you a picture. Uh, okay, now you're sounding a little crazy. Listen, <laughs> okay, put some thanks, put some videos okay. up on Goodbye, YouTube. Bye. Put some videos on YouTube. Bye. First things first, out here in Hollywood. Okay, you got to find the cool friends that you can trust and rely upon. And now, I mean, it's really looking like you need a pet donkey. The topic today <laughs> is parental punishment. What method did your parents use to punish you, and how did that impact you for the rest of your days? Jeez, okay. Um, when I would fall down off of my bike as a kid, I remember my mom putting lemon juice and salt in my cotton to teach me to be more careful. Oh, my God. That is so abusive. What in the <laughs> I'm world? I'm with you. I'm completely joking. That didn't happen. Oh my god! That's but that even weird. that your mind created that indicates severe abuse <laughs> in your family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. What were uh, some of yours? You know, I was not. I I believe I don't know if I had timeouts, but I feel like my family's the kind that would have done that. I was think as a kid. I remember that a lot often more so than my brother and sister. I was the oldest. Oh. But I do remember my dad punching me in the stomach one time. I was like <laughs> 10 or 11. But, uh, I was really smart ass type kid. I was really being a smart ass. And then he took me to Chuck E. Cheese. He thought Chuck E. Cheese would make up for it. Whoa! <laughs> you just triggered off our new jackpot sound effect. <laughs> that was crazy. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Your dad punched you in the stomach, and I really felt that we. Had- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happened. We had hit a real jackpot in what the theme (laughs) was versus what you had to say. It all came together, triggering off our new sound effect that we're very proud of here at the show, the jackpot. That was amazing. So When that happened, I thought my phone was picking up something (laughs) else going on. I didn't know what was going on. How old were you when your dad punched you in the stomach? <laughs> also, oh, I don't know. I I have to. It was like ten, eleven, or twelve, maybe. That's fucked up. I mean, that is really a sucker move. Like, can you imagine having a kid and punching the kid in the stomach? Oh that, <laughs> that is crazy. I can't believe I said it out loud. I've never told anybody that. <laughs> That's what this show is all about, man. Confirming That's abuse. Awesome. <laughs> 
Well, you think you'll punch your kids in the stomach or you probably hold off? Oh, definitely punch them in the stomach. I turned out great, and I think that's a great way to handle the situation. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, right now, I'm serving, just waiting tables. I do uh, stand-up uh. comedy in my spare time, and I'm trying to uh, try and get some acting work. Okay, so a little bit of everything. Listen, we wish you the best. Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. Call from... Richard Marks. Yes! Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a true legend here on the phone, Richard Marks of Right Here Waiting fame. Richard, are you there? How's my favorite Chelsea of all time? I'm great. Let's give him an applause. (laughs) Richard. For your concern, I've only really done one song. Yeah, that's the only one I really, really latched on to because that's the one with yearning in it, you know? Like, is is that not your favorite song that you've made? Um, I've made so many songs, but I mean, I, that is a, that was the biggest, probably the biggest one around the world, but... I always like I Sad. I think it's... I know, you only like that one, and that's okay. At least I have one that you like. No, I like other songs, like, I will get into some other stuff, I'll hold on to the night, or whatevs. But that one, it's just like, that one has that yearning where if it comes on when you're driving in a car, you're gonna just be singing along in tears, thinking about all the wrong choices you've made and stuff. That's what I was hoping when I wrote it 20-something years ago. 25 years ago. 20,000. 20,000 years ago. Wait, so are you so, like, do you hate it when people talk about that song? No. Oh. No. Why would I hate that? I, I love that song. I'm really grateful that that song was a hit. And Will so, why it? would I? No. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> well, this is our duet moment. I know. I'll join in. Ready? I'll sing the first line, and you call me. Wherever you go. Whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. People are crying in their Wait, cars I right want now. you to sing more of it. I just want you to hear it, please. <laughs> See, that proves you can sing, though. That no, proves you can sing. You're really... right in tune. You're right in key with me. I'm really proud of you. I don't even know what tune or key is. I mean, your voice... The way I met Richard, you guys, I got inv- I don't know how this even happened, but I got to go hear him sing at this intimate thing in Culver City, one of the most beautiful cities on the continent. Mm, I think and, it was a Craigslist thing, actually. Yeah, it was a, it was a intimate. <laughs> I don't know what the categories are. You answered, you answered my ad in Craigslist. Yeah, and I got to see his voice is crazy. I went with Moshe Kasher. We were both like in tears. We were like, this guy. I mean, it's like when you see that someone's a legend, and you're like, oh, this is why they're a legend. First of all, hit after hit. Did you guys know he wrote the song "Dance with My Father"? Is that the correct title? That's correct. I just always call songs by their chorus, but... No, that's the name of it. I wrote it with Luther. Luther, Vandross, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Now, there's a legend. Jack is a legend right there. What was it like? He was a legend. I was, I'm a poser. He was a legend. Come on. You're so, like, always hard on yourself. You're not a poser. You're one of the American greats. How many people okay, can say can that? Okay, so. Fine. What was it like writing with Luther? How do you write a song with someone? 
Well, every every experience is sort of different. In a lot of cases, it's me and somebody sitting like. I've written uh, some songs that became hits by Keith Urban, and when he and I write together, we always write, you know, in a room somewhere with a little drum machine going, and we couple, have, you know, a couple instruments at hand. A couple we of, uh, there and we, we, what's that? Do you have a couple candles lit, some red wine flowing? <laughs> <laughs> Generally not with Keith, no. Um so it's like, you know, we're in there, we're, we make up the music together, we write the lyrics together. In the case of Luther, we wrote, I think, four songs over the years that he recorded, including Dance with My Father, and we were never in the same room when we wrote them. I mean, and it's silly because we were great friends. I mean, we hung out together all the time, but when we wrote together, I would write the music, uh-huh. and, he, and I would give him a recording of the music, and then like a week later, he would call me up and he would sing me Oh my God! To the melody that I wrote, and like that song, he just—it was like he had this idea for uh, about his dad, and his dad died when he was like when Luther was like twelve, and he missed his dad, and the story is so sweet, and and it's just you know, so dance you- with my father again. And it was like every th- I used to say that Luther could sing the menu to a Chinese takeout place, and it would be super romantic. You should do that. That's a good idea. Well, that might be good. Yeah, Mugu Guy Pan was really a sexy line. <laughs> will, um, you, will you sing Mugu Guy Pan? Mugu Guy Pan. I'm just doing my looser impression of Mugu Guy Pan. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sung that before like that. So there you go. You, you, claim, you claim the one copyright of that. <laughs> I will never stop claiming that. Um, wait, no. so when you go to write a song, you don't know, like, you know that it's going to be about his father who passed away, but you're just not writing any words. Well, in that case, I just gave him a piece of music, and then that's what he came up with. He said, you know, I want to write this about my dad, and he pretty much wrote um, the lyrics. And that's I mean, I, crazy. I, I wrote the music and he wrote the lyrics, but in a lot of cases, I, I write both, and in a lot of cases, I'll write all the music and then I'll get with somebody and help them write the lyrics. I usually, you know, I usually kind of guide it musically for sure. Um, But, you know, when I'm writing with another artist, it's important to write what they want to say. And when I'm writing by myself, I don't care what anybody else wants to say. It's all about me. Right. That must be the fun zone. The regular way, I mean, most of my hits, I think except for maybe one, Mm -hmm. all of my hits that I had as a singer, I wrote by myself. I didn't have a co-writer. Um so I could write whatever I wanted to say. Well, you know? maybe God was your co-writer. God was my co God was my co-writer. <laughs> Judging from and the results. Very, and he takes very little publishing, which is really cool. Yeah, wait, so do you just, you must be, as an American legend, are you able to have a lavish lifestyle? <laughs> uh, I'm, it's kind of lavish. I wish I, could, I wish I could take a picture of where I am right now. I'm renting a house up in the hills mm-hmm. above... Hollywood, and it's kind of decadent. I mean, it's pretty, the, my view, and sitting by the pool, and I'm just here for the week, but it's kind of decadent. I mean, this is as decadent as I get. I don't I don't have a posse. I live in Chicago. I live a very quiet life. Do you no fly? one ever recognizes me anytime. That's kind cool. of cool. Yeah. Do you want to hear my coffee song and tell me if you think it's a, sure. good, a good song? Okay. Did you start something from our, from our um, airplane? 
Twitter chat? No, this is a pre-existing song that's been a, a real hit on my podcast, and I, that's why I want you to do a version. Oh, so wait, so this is a coffee song, not a mocha song. Right. We're going to write the mocha song. Right. I want you to make a mocha song for me, says I saw your Instagram or some photo you posted of how you were having a great mocha. Okay, so here's right. the coffee song. Richard Marks, what do you think? Um, it's a little pitchy, dude. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. I love it. It's my new favorite song ever. Oh, man. Well, listen, I never claimed to be a great singer. What I have is heart. You know what I mean? You, do. you know what? You may not be like the perfect singer, but when you sing, you mean it. That's right. God damn it. What I need yeah. from you, you half Jew legend. You half Jew mongrel, you. I need you to do a mocha version. Can you riff one? Riff one? Yeah. Hmm. Is it too, is it too hard? Mocha. It's, it's, immediately, see, like, mocha makes me like feel, like, really chill. So, like, where is your coffee? Co- like, that's good. That's good musical instincts. Like, mocha, mocha, because, I mean, uh, coffee, coffee, because it's, right. like, it's just, like, caffeine. It's, like, right. in your face. It's, like, chill. It's aggressive. And mocha, to me, is more, like, chill. It's, like, mocha, 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 mocha. I, I got no lyrics. <laughs> that was it's, good. Like, chill, totally relaxed. Mocha, mocha, mocha. No, you can still say cranking through your system, right? Yeah, I guess so. But it's just more of like, it's more like a heroin kind of thing. What if it's like, what if it's like got mocha gliding through my system? That's really kind of sexual now. (laughs) So what? Mochas are. Yeah, mochas are pretty sexy. Yeah, I don't know. I'll work on something. Yeah, work, I'll work on, on something it. full on and record it, and you and it'll be yours to do with what you will. Like I'll make you a little recording of a mocha song. I and would then love you and that. I'll sing on it together, and then that can be like anytime you feel like you need like you need to di- either a diversion in your set, right? Or you're doing a podcast and you're like, I just want to whip out a song. It's going to totally be a cool segue here. Oh yeah, here's a little thing I wrote with Hershey Marks. And that we do edit on it, our mocha song. And then you just like, boom, just like you did with the coffee song. Yeah. This would be a total other gear changer. I love it. I, I think this is a jackpot idea. <laughs> Let's do it. Or did you just have a stroke? Uh, that's a jackpot machine and I had a stroke. So I'm talking to you out of the left side of my mouth. Thank you so much, Richard, for calling in. Anytime, Chelsea. I missed you. Well, you're in LA. We could hang out. (laughs) You are local now. We definitely could hang out. So KIT. God, I hate to put someone on the spot and like be like, dance monkey. Like, I hate when people do that. Like, be funny, do bits, you know, or whatever. But Richard Marks, I just wanted him to sing like the entire song with his guitar. Um, one, one episode, maybe I'll get him to do that. If he ever feels like doing it, I would love it so much, you guys. Like, his voice is crazy. It's like a machine. Everything is perfect. Like, when he's saying my voice is pitchy, I know my voice sucks. Like, I'm just being silly. But I don't even have any idea what pitchy really means. Like, this guy is perfection. 
His voice is sweet, dulcet, honey. You have got to hear him sing right here waiting for you, top to bottom. Which I'm sure you have a million times because you've heard it on the radio and throughout your whole life. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.